Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with two hosts who understand what good television is. Stop it's the noobs me. and the Whovian. <laughs> I don't know who didn't understand me and you. the good television. Me and you, oh, Trip. Okay. We understand what good television is. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. And one of them understands television. This yeah, is the podcast. No, you know <laughs> <laughs> that one is me. Uh-huh. This is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two, two sons, sons who, who have it. And two co-hosts, one of which has any business being on a podcast. Welcome to... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they really? never made it to episode 100. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Number 98 was their last episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I'm out. <laughs> You're not even the one being insulted. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 98, covering series 7, episode 5, The Angels Take Manhattan. This is the one where the Dr. Amy, Rory, and River say goodbye. How could you possibly forget that one? This is story number 230, originally airing September 29th, 2012, to 7.82 million viewers. Overnight UK numbers, so uh. they didn't give us any global stats this time, so... Uh. Ah. Uh, this one was written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Nick Guy, whose last name I can't ever Churn. Churn. <laughs> what was that, Trip? Churn. 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 <laughs> um, I saw it in the opening, and I was like, hmm, Nick Churn. <laughs> Uh, so under the cast this week, um, we had one kind of notable one, um, the guy Grail. Uh, I don't know if, you know if y'all caught that was his name. He was the guy that hired the detective oh, about yeah, the angels, yeah. and then he ended up He's like, like, if anything scares Grail. I think we said it like yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anything but, that scares Grail, I want to shake his hand or whatever. Um, so that was Mike or Michael McShane, depending on which one of his... Uh, appearances you're looking at because sometimes he's billed as Mike and sometimes as Michael. Um, he did like all of the voiceover work. Apparently, he's been in like every cartoon and video game like ever since <laughs> 1978. Um, but <laughs> uh, a lot. Uh, it is a lot. Yeah, um, just done all all kinds of stuff. He did some. He he had like a, a what I guess to have been a kind of small part in. Coronation Street, you know, we're always talking about the Coronation Street crossovers there. Mm -hmm. Um, This was Coronation Street, uh, Viva Las Vegas, or or Vegas Wedding Vacation. I don't remember now what it was. Coronation Street sounds like it's some show about Uh, the 1800s. Yeah, (laughs) apparently it's not because apparently they had a, a special episode in Vegas in which Michael McShane was a guest star. In a in a uh, part, yeah, okay. um, but he also uh, the the big thing that I noticed for him was he played Friar Tuck in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, so uh, this was the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, um, where uh, the 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 big the big uh, claim to shame for that movie was that Kevin Costner, though playing Robin Hood, like you know the world's most famous English character, maybe like him and James Bond. And he refused to do a British accent. He did no accent whatsoever. So like everyone, this is an American movie. Okay. Everyone else in the movie did their best British accent, their best, you know, Sherwood accent, whatever that might be. And Kevin Costner totally did not. Wow. So, uh, you know, uh, Lieutenant Tatanka from Dances with Wolves was the same voice that he used for this movie here. You so really screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the reason I even bring this up is because Friar Tuck, um, excuse me, Michael McShane 
when he was on screen the whole time, I was like, this guy seems familiar. Uh, I can't figure out why. And so when I pulled up his IMDb. Because he only ever does the same voice except for this. No, no, no. That's Kevin Costner. That was, that was the lead oh, actor. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about um, the, the, the guy that played Grail here. So he's, he had one of those faces where you see him and you're like, I know that guy. And I thought for sure I would pull up his IMDb and there would be some big famous part that he did that I'd be like, oh, right, that movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Instead, it's a Robin Hood movie. Well, like. and it's Friar Tuck. It's not like, I mean, he was, okay, pr- maybe part, one of the more important characters, but not like main character, <laughs> main ensemble. He wasn't Robin Hood. <laughs> he wasn't Little John or like the Sheriff of Nottingham or something like that. But um, but as soon as I read that, I went, oh yeah. Because like Robin Hood, I remember, I saw that maybe twice. <laughs> you know, like I saw uh, it when it first came out and maybe one other time when it came on USA or something. I don't even know. Um, but I, but as soon as I saw that as, in his credits, I was like, yes, that is exactly where I was recognizing his face from. And by the way, um, at the top of everybody's IMDb page, there are four uh, cover art pieces of like the movie poster or like DVD cover, if it's a TV show, of what this actor is known for. So it's like the top four things you would know them for. For Michael McShane, number one was Doctor Who. Uh-huh. Number one was this appearance in Doctor Who. That's so random. I mean, he was on screen for seven minutes maybe. <laughs> and a good portion not of that, long. he was unconscious in the floor not speaking. <laughs> and then the second one. And his attribute was scared of the angel. <laughs> the second one was... Friar Tuck in Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves, he which I guarantee done. you. No, that's the thing. He's done so many things, but it's hard to like know a guy for character actor work as a voiceover actor. Yeah. So at any rate. Yeah, um, I know that random dude from like Legends of the Zelda or something. It, like right, that. right. There's a few. There's a few voice actors that you like. You 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 know them here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those are even though they they you know them as a voice actor because you knew them from other stuff like uh. Mark Hamill. Like, you know, he is like widely known as the Joker and several other voices, but a lot of that is because he's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. um, so at any rate, Michael McShane, we see you. We recognize you. Because of this episode. And now all, of a sudden, now all of a sudden, I have this horrible feeling like I didn't check his IMDb page to see if he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael McShane, <laughs> wherever you are, <laughs> we hope you're still alive. Living, living or dead, we see you. <laughs> Wait, so, wait, wait, living or dead, we see you? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I see dead people. Hey guys, on that note, it's perfect time <laughs> to remind you that Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Because what better time when you're thinking about, thunking about whether or not someone is dead or alive, this is the perfect time to think, I should build a website about that. <laughs> you want right? to build a website about Michael McShane. That's right. If you if you wanted to <laughs> buy michaelmcshane.com, it's probably available. Actually, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. <laughs> if you want... Michael McShane, dead or alive, dot com. That's, that's got to be available. That sounds like you want to kill him, though. But uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> reward, 5,000 pounds. Uh, yeah, at any rate, guys, whatever passion project you may have or if your small business needs to pivot, guys, we've been talking for a little while now. Now is the time. If you are not online, uh, I, I saw a great quote from somebody the other day. It was actually in a podcast forum. Somebody said, I'm thinking about starting a website for my podcast. Do you think it's necessary? And everybody was like, yes, of course. One person chimed in and said, I work in online marketing and advertising. If you have a business and you don't have a website, you don't have a business. And I was like, 
Wow, that's a good way of putting it. And that has never been more true than now. So what you need to do, head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code at checkout to get 15% off your tire order. So you can start out with our very basic plan for about $5.99 a month. You can get our website builder. This means you have no clue how to code or build a website or anything, this thing will walk you through the steps. It'll start you out with some great templates based on your industry. And for just $5.99 a month, it gets you um, everything that you need to go along with that, hosting, SSL, all that good stuff. And it will walk you through building the actual website. If you have a little bit more behind your belt and you want to tackle something like WordPress, we've got managed WordPress hosting uh, that starts at about $9.99 a month. The plan I recommend is our ultimate managed WordPress hosting for $16.99. That gets you kind of like everything that you need to get off the ground and running. And we also have one that is specifically designed for e-commerce that I believe is about $24.99 a month. And that's got a few more bells and whistles if you need an online store. So head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Guys, they just sit on like pins and needles on the edge of their chair waiting for me to say, use the code. They're just like... (laughs) Anywho, guys, that brings us down to the checklist. The name of the episode, Spoken in Dialogue. You know what? I didn't write it it down. It was. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor said like The angels angels take Manhattan. Why? He said, the angels take Manhattan because they can. That was what, that was the line. I don't even remember exactly the context. They can. Yeah. I Uh, mean, they can. Basically, he was like, They've turned every single statue into like a moving life form. Yeah, pretty the much. The angels yeah. take Manhattan, including Why? the stupidest thing statue in the world. <sighs> no one was looking at the Statue of Liberty at when various it went to go points. Them. The the two times that it popped up, it popped up over the shoulder of someone, and nobody. So has, that wasn't the person looking at it. So presumably, someone else in the city was looking at it. Yeah, but and you have to imagine realized. that. Yeah, you have to imagine that all of the as it was coming, no one looked out their window. Yeah. They call it during the that city point. that never sleeps, and yet no one <laughs> noticed that out it was missing. Famous every yeah. night. So that was that was a um, shall we call that Dumb. a little bit of a plot hole? A, a little. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very large. High plot. five. Almost like that was in the show notes for us to, for y'all to say a little in unison. Um, yeah, so we had the return of the weeping angels expanded to include um, babies, not angels, right? But just statues <coughs> of any. We had baby angel statues, otherwise known as cherubs, right? Which Cherubim. have the most <laughs> terrifying, horrific laugh. laugh ever. Yeah, yeah, trip. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Ah. Um, how about the one that blew out the uh, the match? No part of yeah. that should have worked, right? Yeah, because he was staring right at it when it went. Uh, I did <laughs> Which, love. How I, can they even blow? I, as yeah, a exactly, statue? exactly, yeah. exactly. As a statue. Uh, but I did love when he when he lit it and it had its lips puckered like it was about to blow. I thought that was that was that was really cool. Um, and then also, as we mentioned. Uh, the Statue of Liberty, which is, you know, okay, <laughs> it's a statue, but it's not stone, it's copper, it's not an angel, it's a woman. Um, yeah. Also, but you know. it doesn't have to be. He said every statue. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, every I'm just saying, like, that's, that's a new statue. thing. But even still, it's like, like the, it's a freaking massive statue that, that nobody right. noticed But the was last gone? time we saw the Weeping Angels, the big twist that time was that all of the statues in that area were weeping angels. And the reason they didn't look like weeping angels is because they they were were like dying. dying. So they were like decaying. 
But or, now it's like, so oh, it's like, they oh, can that's cool. Become any oh, yeah, so, so they, now they can come out of now any like, picture of them. Right. That was yeah. That was the other thing last time. And that which holds the image of an angel becomes an angel. So I'm like, why isn't every person who's ever looked at an angel, an angel? Anyways, um, <laughs> so the whole idea of uh, now they now they're like. Um, contagious <laughs> like yeah. now the the weeping angels have to uh use social distancing rules now or 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 risk uh spreading themselves to other statues i don't i don't get that and then like i said I the they, whole idea the point is, was they were intentionally spreading it to i them. yeah i get that but exactly. uh, but even still like that's not ever been a thing yeah, before they've never it's, done that before it's fine if you it's fine if you expand the abilities. you know daleks yeah. ha, you know used to only be able to work on the one floor remember yeah. <laughs> like that the ground had to be electrified in the original one um so it's fine if you expand that idea but then you just the whole idea is that if you look at them they turn to stone right that's what 10 told us they mm-hmm. turn to stone because they are quantum locked mm-hmm. and now the idea that um the statue of liberty which like i said is hollow copper and now we're just going to say well it's yeah. a statue so we're going to do that too anyway. plus it's like they turn to stone they're not naturally statues and then yeah. why yes. can they just become any statue right does that mean that right. statue if nobody's looking at it just isn't there anymore or is it still a statue that can move like i'm not exactly. entirely sure how the statues I, the, move like what do they look like the when weeping, they're moving the weeping angels to me are like they're like the cybermen and the daleks and the borg they're the terrifying unstoppable baddie that you managed to stop in that first episode or in the second episode of the two-parter you managed to find the one-off chance of defeating them but then they show up again and they just so now you have to find a new yeah every time you have to find a new one-off chance (laughs) of defeating them they're invincible except for this one fatal flaw except you have to find a different one there's like now there's a dozen fatal flaws like like, oh if you stop this place from ever they don't seem so invincible anymore right and the big thing for me with the angels is tenant said they are faster than you can believe they are lightning fast right and then when we see them moving they are very slow yeah like Like there'll be times where there's one still stone yeah like there's there's one where uh or there's several examples of one being within reaching distance of a person and then the light flicker like the light doesn't even flicker the light doesn't blink the light goes out for a second and a half and when it comes back on they yeah, are now right closer. on top of your face and it's like okay they should have destroyed you by now and even if they were moving at the speed that a human right <laughs> that's what i'm saying like if it was a person they would have crossed that distance already so that's the, that's the thing is if they hadn't said they're lightning fast in that first episode then you, then then you get a pass on all of it by saying... They move as slow as humans. Or or that they move as slow as stone. I don't, okay. you know, like, I don't know. Come up with something. We could measure how fast they move in this episode because we can time the thumps exactly. of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that's, and, that's true. Like, yeah. we, there we you would go. be able to know. Right. Well, that and presumably the fast. gaps between the stomps are it having to freeze in place because people are looking at it. But I say again... If you looked out your window and the Statue of Liberty was walking down the street, you would never take your eyes off of it. <laughs> like you'd be like yeah. grabbing all your friends. So at any rate, um, the Statue of Liberty, I moved. Right. So I still <laughs> say the Weeping Angels moving. are awesome, but they are they can be overdone, and that's why I think that's honestly I think that's why we have so much like of our 
passionate dislike of the Daleks because by the time we meet the Daleks, they're a defeated foe. Yeah. The first time we ever met them, there was only one left. And then, of course, yeah. it turns out there's a bajillion of them left every there time. There were some we left in the void uh, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Or there's some hiding behind a moon. Um, and that's the thing is if you keep going back to that well, eventually it just gives like, you cholera. There's two. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's, there's two wells The either, oh, there's only one left. These are the last ones. And then right. it turns out they aren't. Or they're invincible except for this one fatal flaw or and then 12 episodes the, later suddenly they're not so invincible anymore right. are they because they have like 16 flaws you can explore right oh, and and with either the daleks or the cybermen you have both problems yeah they're both They've totally totally invincible so and the last of their kind it's like these, how do those things even yeah. correlate first right. of all <laughs> you can't be both of those yeah but then yeah. They're clearly not, and and again, this is this is just a this is just a symptom of a franchise that's been on the air yeah. for for decades. And you can't have a different person every single episode and expect to keep having good. I don't know. There, there's times where I think you could you could do you could do the Dalek story with a brand new made up alien and not yeah. have him be Daleks at all. And the but only you reason you have to the make reason, up a whole new alien. That's fine. Get CGI. That's fine them. because then you don't have to. Hmm, you don't true. you don't have to uh and you say that but every time the daleks show up there's it's a new version of them yeah. every time the daleks yeah. show up they've remodeled them well so yeah. there's been so many like random aliens that have been mentioned in passing that they could use yes yeah yeah that's they don't that's have my to problem with, that's with my problem with, with like star wars is there's an yeah. entire galaxy we're led to believe and yet there's only really two families yeah. that matter at all there's in only the midst two of everything, like a few species, the humans and oh, right. why? Right. I can't even we think there's only two families that matter at all, and they intermarry. When do we like the only time we ever imagine a universe like so far off in the distance? Like humans are still alive, living because and are, it's like, cheaper. The best thing in the world because it's cheaper like, than having every, every single actor be an alien. That's that's a all. A long it is. time ago in a galaxy far away. They're still humans. That's right. So, like, That's right. A long time ago, like in a place totally. So limitations like, of making movies. Yeah. So, um, weeping angels, we still love them. They've just yeah. Let's let's move on. <laughs> we've we've had Ten enough hours. weeping angels right now. Um, we need Spin we need a compelling a story so. uh, that would justify bringing them back. So the Doctor Who logo this week was uh, textured to look like the Statue of Liberty. Did y'all notice that? So some weeks the cast. And the Doctor Who logo have the same montage or uh, 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 theme to them. This week, the cast all looked like stone, and then and I wrote that down. And then when the Doctor Who logo came up, it looked like the Statue of Liberty, and I was like, "Oh, dang it!" <laughs> like they baked also, me out. Also, weren't they flying through like a green? Like was the area? was the time vortex a little more green than normal? I think. I don't know. Know. Yeah, they play around with the time vortex color schemes. Um, during this era a lot. So uh, let's see anything under uh, CGI this week. Uh, was there any, was that statue of Liberty CGI? Oh, that's a practical effect. You know, I, I actually don't know. Oh, oh the falling off the roof building? was not good. Oh, you didn't think so? That was CGI, but that didn't look very good. Um, it probably would have been like green screen. Actually yeah. falling. Like it looked like, uh, it, it, not it made me wonder if, Oh my goodness, I'm going to die. But, like, right. it just seemed like that's not how it's I would. because they were in love. That's not how I would react <laughs> they to were falling dying off of a cliff. with love. 
Oh, he blew him up with love. Anywho, they blew themselves um, up with love. I didn't catch a bow ties or cool reference. Did y'all catch a bow ties or cool reference? I don't think so. Not so much. Um, hats, no. Um, we didn't get a Geronimo? I don't think so. Wow. No. So many We're things. Actually missing oh, Rory and Amy should have said that jumping off. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Final that words. Actually, it wouldn't have because it was that was way too of a of a intense, sappy moment to have then done yeah, that been slapstick amazing. humor of Geronimo. Oh, no, no. So that would have been sad amazing. crushes it with Geronimo. 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 Well, no, 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 no. What would have been perfect? What would have been perfect? Is it's Amy. Like, if Amy had done it with like just this really Geronimo. broken heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like Geronimo. resignation and yet determination <laughs> and just like look him in the eye and say, Geronimo. Geronimo. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been great. Amy would have so. that would have been the last words she said to the doctor. Just Geronimo. <laughs> yeah, just oh. kill the mood for sure. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I now is probably as good a time as any because I, I didn't put this in the notes to mention. But uh, hopefully, our listeners caught the latest Doctor Who lockdown. That's the broader hashtag now. Um, Doctor Who lockdown live uh, live simulcast <laughs> thing of the eleventh hour. So it was, it just so happened that Thursday, yeah, Thursday or Friday, I don't even remember now, was the 10th anniversary of the airing of the 11th hour. So that became the next uh, tweet along thing to do. And so they had, again, Stephen Moffat, and then they had Matt Smith and Arthur Darvel and Karen Gillan. And I was not as impressed with this one uh, as far as the tweet along part. Wasn't it, it didn't plan. really work. Um, I just felt like Stephen Moffat, was the most active of the four. Like Arthur Darvel, I saw two tweets from. Well, he was not doing a lot. Matt the Smith. The problem was, if you went to latest, it would be everyone using the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. If you went to most popular, you would only get a slot. You wouldn't get the latest ones from those four. Yeah. So I, I do need to figure out how because we're not done. They're still doing these. So yeah. by the way, guys, if you're if you're not aware of it, um, search on Twitter for hashtag Doctor Who Lockdown because they're they've got some more coming up. I don't know what the next one. They're teasing hopefully what the next one is. Hopefully it's not a future one. Hopefully it's not a future one. They're it. teasing one that said set your time dials to 2008 or something like that. So I'm guessing it's a David Tennant episode, I guess. Because so far they've done... Um, a nine. And they did nine. They've done 11. They did two 11s actually because they did Vincent and the Doctor. Then they, oh, did, they did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we missed that one all together. Oh. I didn't even bother Was with that, that one. Was that the first one before Rose? Or did they do the rose first? Actually, they did the Day of the Doctor first. Then they did Rose. Then they Who did was Vincent. The Day of the Doctor? That's the 50th anniversary special that we haven't even gotten to yet. Oh, yeah. That was the very I first one they did. That's the one that, that we one. tried to get to. The uh, yeah, no, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, then they did um, Vincent and the Doctor, 11th hour. And now they're saying something about 2008. Um, so. Who knows what? Who knows what episode that's going to be? We may watch along with it and reference it. Um, we did Rose revisited, and then when I heard about this one, I don't know if you guys noticed how I set you guys up. So this was the first episode with the Doctor Amy and Rory, oh. and then the next day we sat down and watched okay. the, the last, last episode, episode with the Doctor Amy and Rory. Hey, Brayden actually watched both of it. He did, and Brayden thought that that was the only episodes with them. <laughs> and you'll notice. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he was like, did those characters only get two episodes? I did not know that. He was like, 
That was a lot of build Brayden up. Brayden is so peripherally aware of Doctor Who. You'll notice Brayden agreed with me. Brayden, yeah, because he About doesn't what? know he doesn't know television either. He's eight. And he doesn't watch Doctor Who. That was like probably the fourth episode you know he's ever seen. He agreed with me. Yeah, you're a loser. Anyways, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> so I, I say all that to say, um, th- you know, uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit of Amy and Rory and their arc and stuff. Um, so I did I did want to mention if we're if we're making allusions back to the eleventh hour because it's fresh on our mind because mm-hmm. for us we I know for our watched. listeners there's like a week gap but oh, um, yeah. we literally watched the eleventh hour on Thursday and then watched the Angels Take Manhattan on Friday and I like I said I purposefully I was like oh man we're to- we probably would have done it anyway but I was like the timing is perfect so we'll we'll watch their first and then we'll watch their last so should have watched them back to back well I mean you know. We did it as as back to back as we could, and actually, now that I'm saying that, we didn't we watch them the same day. I think we did. Uh, we did watch it no, at lunch no. and then in the evening. No, we watched. We did. Both no, on Friday. we watched. We we did. We watched it Thursday night. Yeah, because Friday night we watched a movie or something. No, Friday yeah. night we did something else. Anyways, know, whatever. Enough of our family calendar. Jiggery <laughs> jiggery pokery with the uh, the TARDIS there. Um, I love the idea that it bounced off of 1938. <laughs> Which is a they, weird expression because yeah, it makes it sound it like if you were trying to go past 1938, you couldn't get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I wasn't ever clear: was it 1938 or was it 1938 Manhattan? Because you would think it would be centered on the space, I think yeah. not the time, because that would mean that whole year is locked off in all of space for the no, Doctor, and he would have noticed that by now. Some, you know, the weeping angels were in Manhattan, right, on this tiny planet in the middle of nowhere. Hey man, they got a good thing going. Uh, we see the extractor fans in action again. He uh, he kicked open the door and said, "Extractor fans on." Remember last time he said that and goes, "Oh, that worked." <laughs> Y'all remember that one at all? Um, I can't remember what episode that was. I think it was a. Uh, uh, oh, I saw it in the notes. Anyways, uh, River asked. Oh, this was great. River asked if the bulb on top of the TARDIS needed changing. Did y'all catch that? So they were like had had like sponges and they were like wiping down the TARDIS. She said it could do with a good cleaning. And so there's the bit where they're in the graveyard. The doctor is just ecstatic that they like, they save the day, right? And that, that, excuse me, that Amy and Rory saved the day, that they caused the paradox and they reset them. They ended up in that graveyard. He's like, don't ever do that again. She's like, what, save your life? And he's like, I was talking to myself. (laughs) Uh, Right, right. (laughs) So uh, River and the doctor are wiping down Mm -hmm. the outside of the TARDIS. Because whatever happened to that. Uh, yeah, it was it was dirty from bouncing off of 1938, oh, actually. Yeah. That's what it was. Apparently. And she says, uh, does the bulb on top need changing? And uh, we this has become like a running gag. So he had just changed the bulb during pond life. We don't actually there know was, when that was, though. Well, it was prior to this. Yeah. So during pond life, remember before... This was the lead up to season seven where they were, they ended up divorced and the doctor, that little five part miniseries thing where the doctor's calling and checking in. One of them, he is up on top of the TARDIS. He's talking on the phone while he's on top of the TARDIS changing out the light bulb. Then we had, remember, uh, good night, bad night. First uh, night yeah. First night, first night, last night, good night, bad night. And All that the kind one of stuff. Doesn't count. In one of those episodes, River came into the TARDIS and remember there were two rivers like one river walked in and went into the somewhere down the hall and then another one came in the front door right so he said hey go see if the light bulb on the top needs changing 
And she's like, what? I thought we just changed it or something like that. I thought I you just changed it. test that. I, I guess look up there and see if it's on. I don't know. <laughs> and so she went out and checked it and came back in. So this is like, again, we've got, you know, like, has there always been, oh, oh, oh. And then there was one more. Um, Amy. Oh gosh. Now I don't remember when it was. I don't remember if it was in they were one of her first episodes or if it was in like, like uh, one of the mini-sodes or something. But Amy, one of her, it was, it was in one of the mini-sodes where Amy's asking all the questions about the TARDIS. Like, um, uh, why does it look like a police box? And if it's made out of wood, why does it do this? And all this kind of stuff. And one of the things she just threw out there in like a series of like rapid fire questions was, do you ever have to change the light bulb on top? <laughs> so for whatever reason, it's like Moffat was obsessed with the light bulb on top. So I don't know if that's a, if that's a running classic who gag. So it's clearly some plot thing that Stephen Moffat felt needed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if there is a coming episode where that plays a key plot point, I have forgotten it. So it's not even a spoiler. <laughs> we'll, we'll just enjoy it all together. So uh, let's see. All right. Needless sacrificial death. Yes, obviously. Duh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yes. Okay, what, what? They didn't have to die. They didn't have to go back in time. Do we want to do this now? No. Why? Let's save it for the <laughs> let's talk about stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Yes, obviously. Uh, actually, the first thing I was thinking about was them jumping off the building, but you're talking about That's the not me. So, yeah. You know what? All of it was. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Si- we didn't get anything about silence for Will Fall. Oh, we did have a Doctor Who where, um, you know, the Doctor and River. Oh, my gosh, man. I could listen to the two of them banter all day long i want i want an episode where there's no one else there it's just the two of them like back and forth just cutting jabs at each other and everything because it is so much fun because they're 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 like poking at each other but they're totally flirting while they're doing it you know (laughs) and uh so she says something about um the the reference to i couldn't you know you, you weren't in any of the databases it's almost like someone was erasing erasing you from every database in the universe. And then she says something about, didn't you used to be someone? And he says, aren't you the woman who killed the doctor? And she says, doctor, doctor who? And I was like, Oh yes. Got it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I'm trying to think now if we've gotten, have we gotten, we, we got one other doctor who from her, right? Yeah. When she was first goes from Mel's to river. Didn't she pop in and say, doctor, doctor who? I think she did. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. At any rate. It's um, such an odd idea, erasing the Doctor, because it seems like yeah. everyone in the universe knows who he is. Until he and died, yet, and then he just erases everything. Yeah, like, he what? goes and, like, you know, deletes some data on some computer database or whatever, and suddenly no one remembers him or something. <laughs> that That is a little odd, because, okay, so if you delete it from the Dalek... What was the net thing that they called? It's like the Dalek version of the of the internet hive mind thing. So if you delete it from that, then the Daleks don't remember because they're kind of machines. Yeah. If you delete it from the Cyberman um, database or whatever, they're robots, so it makes sense that they wouldn't remember. But yeah, like if you why wouldn't it from the, the human brain? <laughs> right? Yeah, like if you he delete goes, it, delete some data in a library, and suddenly the person she killed no longer exists or whatever. Right? Like, yeah, it's like there's no record of him ever having existed, and I'm like, really? Like, but people, there are so many people that can testify he was a real person. The only, I mean, the only way that you get around that is like if he went back. Well, no, because even even then, what you're saying, I was gonna say if he went like all the way back to the dawn of time or whatever and deleted, but then like you're saying, he still interacted with people. So there are still people that know who he is. Yeah. So like the, 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 the dang people in the Tesselecta 
could be like, yeah. uh, no, she definitely killed the doctor, and the doctor is definitely a but real person. But they're in on it. No, but you know, he deleted the, the data killed. from their Tesselecta, so they the, don't remember him. The Tesselecta <laughs> got killed. This wow. is true. The, the, yeah, the people in the Tesselecta. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, so we'll we'll chalk that up to as a a small plot hole. Oh yes. Oh yeah, I didn't take the bait that time. Okay. Yeah, I forgot what we said. I was waiting for y'all to say small. Small. Okay. All right. Yeah, I forgot Anywho, exactly what we said the first time. Anywho, Corbin, any existential horror that you want to? Was there any? I don't know. Maybe the seeing yourself die. Maybe seeing. Okay, so seeing Rory has died. Die. So many days. Why do times. I always I have to die? I think we might have Two a new record. in this episode. I was going to say, do we have a new record? Because has he ever died twice in the same episode? Because he literally three died times. twice in this episode. Three I mean, times. How many times do you want to count? He died three times? Yeah, he died in the bed. Okay. He died on the... Yeah, he oh, he fell, off the, he fell yeah. off the roof. Oh my gosh, he died his, three times. You see his gravestone <laughs> twice. Oh yeah, two different ways. Right, yeah. So if we want to count that as four. I would imagine, I would imagine that the original time that they see the tombstone it's because he died as an old man in that bed like depending on how you want to count it he probably died like upwards of five times in this episode (laughs) so he he watched himself die then he he watched committed suicide as he died yeah he committed suicide taking his wife along with him yeah knowing that he was coming back only to then get zapped back in and and then you know Let's bear in mind, 50 years later or something, he oh, dies yeah. again. You know, he died, what was he, 87, 85? I think he was 85 was, was, is what it said on his gravestone. Um, so he, he lived a good long life. But, uh, <laughs> which now, now that I think about it, sounds stupid. He lived another 50 years, which is a good long life, for a dude who lived 2,000 years. Yeah, right. 87 is not a, not a ton. But at any rate... Um, yeah, just the, the idea of like, if you've died that many times, do you even exist anymore? It's like, it's like, uh, what, uh, Phil Connor says in Groundhog Day. He's like, I've died so many times. I'm not sure if I even exist anymore. <laughs> you know, um, he's, died what was the line that he said? What was the line that he said though? This time he said something about, he was like, haven't you realized every time I die, I just end up back? Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. said something about, so you just think if you die, you'll come back. And he's like, when don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've done, this, I've done this so many times now. I'm almost bored of dying and coming back. So He's actually died more times than the doctor and lived longer than him. Oh, my so. goodness. That is actually true. Wow. I'm pretty Rory sure is a better he's racked doctor. up more than 12 deaths so far. We haven't really Has been he? keeping count. But. We we started to, and, that and, and I, I meant to go back into the notes yeah. the last time that we had that on the notes, because I think it was on the checklist for a while, wasn't it? It's yeah. Like Rory like, dies, because last season he just died like every other episode. <laughs> um, it became a part of the checklist. I want to say there was like eight on the list the last time I the, the last time we list yeah. left, uh, had it on the checklist or whatever, and then we said he died three times in this episode? Four. Yeah. Four? How's it no, four? It was three times. Wait, he, he died as an old man. Time. He fell off the roof, and then he got zapped back in time and died as an old man again. But then he got zapped back. But then Amy got zapped back in time, so that he died. Again. What? what? No. Well, no, because she just could, she just went back and joined him. Yeah. Well, well, no. Except that what he's saying is there was a tombstone with his name on it, 
And then when she went, and then, and then it wasn't until went back. so she died. Okay. He died again. So, uh, oh, so, he so died wait a minute. Four wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> that means confusing. That means that means that initially he got zapped back in the hotel and died an old man without Amy. Yeah. yeah. Only to see her in his final minutes and died essentially died a lonely old man, but finally got to see Amy again, which is nice. But then he fell off the roof with Amy, and then. What you're saying, Trip, is he, he got zapped back and lived into an old age and died without Amy until Amy decided to go back. <laughs> so there is a timeline. That's t- when the name appeared. So there oh is a timeline gosh. out there where he went back into Manhattan, not stuck in the hotel, and lived out his life without Amy. Oh my gosh. Which would Rory. Twelve <laughs> in total, I guess. Oh my which gosh. Which is how many times the doctor has died, right? So. so I think what we're saying is Rory doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, right. He's just a non-entity. All right, so that brings us down to other stuff we noticed. <laughs> now that we've done like an extensive "Who is Rory?" section, uh, let's see. Time can be rewritten, not once you've read it. The doctor says, which is then it's fixed. This is a new rule. Yeah. This is a new rule. I don't think not we've ever had this in Doctor it? Who before. It sort of makes sense, but like, what is the extent of reading it? Yeah, does does the knowledge that the book exists without reading it mean that it's already fixed? Or do you ha- literally have to read it? Yeah, I'm sure. And by the way, by the way, by the way, small flaw. Because he made the whole statement about now uh, when, when uh, River was caught by the wrist and he says, I have to break your wrist because Amy read it in a book. Now I have no choice. And then proceeded to not break her wrist. Yeah, yeah. but he still said what was written in the <coughs> Meanwhile, book. But he, he never but read he the fact that he actually oh, okay, broke okay. it. That makes he sense. didn't. He I was gonna right. say, he okay. could have broken anything though. He could have broken the arm. I never understood why why no one just broke the wrist of the of the angel. Right. I don't understand that. Right. But at any rate, um, so that is definitely a new rule. In, in time travel, to my knowledge. This is certainly new in New Who, yeah. but I don't know that it's ever been stated that clearly. Um, I don't know that this uh, this plot mechanism has necessarily been used in Doctor Who before. Of course, Jared will promptly I'm, prove us wrong, I'm sure. I'm sure there have been times <coughs> where they've read something and then that's why they decided to go back in time. I feel like that's definitely happened at some point. Well, he did mention don't read the books of the future or whatever in that one book with all the libraries. Yeah, but that was just because it gets complicated. Yeah. He didn't say once you read it, it's fixed. He said it's just a bad idea. Like bad things can happen. And like, does that apply to anyone who reads anything or only the people that go back in time? Are you telling me if I write Because if you're reading something that is from your subjective future, then it's fixed. Couldn't Amy read the entire <clears throat> book, tell him here are the things that you need to do to make sure things go our way. And then he just goes back in time and leaves Amy behind so that it's not uh, fixed. And, well, no, the fact that it will be the fact fixed that, for her. The fact that the book said that they were all back there meant that they were already all going to be back there. Yeah. It's, so anyways, um, it, it is an interesting idea and it's an interesting like one to Matrix. play around with. Like, how is it? Like did you, now? did I do it? Because oh, you told me, watch the lamp. 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the vase. What vase? Oh, wait a minute. Did you do it because I yeah. told you not to do it? <laughs> she says, "What what's really going to bake your noodle later is wondering bake if you would have broken it if I hadn't said anything. Yeah, bake your noodle. I love that. <laughs> I love the Oracle. Both of her. Anyways. <laughs> Y'all know that's because that actress died, right? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Anyways, other, other stuff we noticed. Um, at the end of the God Complex... Uh, the doctor said that he was leaving them behind because, and I kept stressing this to the to the Whovians out there, I would just occasionally drop this into the conversation because he said, what's the alternative? Standing over your graves? Ah, doctor. Where does he end up? Doctor, why? Ah. Not poetically, not figuratively, literally, literally standing, standing over, over their graves. I love it. Corbin, what's wrong I with hate you? it. Why do you why? love it? Why do you, why do you, why do you love Amy Trip you on my dying. side. No, I don't love, I don't love that they died, but I love <laughs> that, love I love that poetry. You're saying that you like that Amy and Rory died, Dad. You're a bad person. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. So who's who? <laughs> um, under who is Amy? I really didn't write anything down. Um, Dead. I think, I think, let's maybe, <laughs> we'll save our conversation of Amy for the let's talk about section uh let's see who is rory there were these are kind of some some stuff we noticed i love uh amy says he went for a coffee and turned up in a book how does that work (laughs) like as they're reading the book they come to the part that they can't actually fix because it's already happened as they're reading it um i thought that was great um yeah i just wrote in here he died again this time of old age we've we've uh he has died of old age before hasn't he um, yes, yes, he died in the TARDIS. The TARDIS. Yeah. And that was the one where Twice. it's ambiguous as to whether he actually, actually died or... or if that was the TARDIS messing with their minds. Remember his house took over the TARDIS? Yeah. He did um, twice, actually. In that episode? Because he died with the poop on the wall. And then he became really... Oh, wait, no, but he didn't actually die that time. Like, we yeah, saw him, was, like, really That old, was, like, like, a stop along the way. The yeah, yeah, that was a stop along the way to him... Dying of old age in the in the halls of the TARDIS, lost yes. forever. Um, let's see. He says, "Oh, I love I love the line." He says, "I always wanted to visit the Statue of Liberty. I guess she got impatient. <laughs> like, you won't come see me. I'll come see you, and, and I'll have really nasty fangs up waiting to kill you. That's right. Even when they're not looking at her, she's still just standing there. But whatever." Uh, and then my next two notes just say, do you think you'll just come back? When don't I? Then he died again. So, <laughs> and <laughs> and then he actually twice. died. So, yeah. uh, so who is who is River? Um, her character in the book had lipstick, this was great, that was described as, quote, combat ready. Is this one which, of those lipsticks that shoots a bullet? Or okay, no, 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 no. This no, is, no, no. We're, this we're is hypnotic, in this style of book. This was called a hard-boiled crime novel. Okay. A what? Or cry, or or um or oh, film noir. If this was a if this was uh, a a movie adaptation of one of these books, it was film oh, noir. Okay. It was this dark, you know, gritty, you know, it was a dark and stormy night kind of kind of thing, you know. The old and detective movie. Exactly, stuff. exactly what it was. And so to say, her lipstick was combat ready. It's kind of like the line from um, uh, uh, short skirt, long jacket. Do y'all remember this the other day mm-hmm. when I was playing this for you? It says, I want a girl whose fingernails shine like justice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? <laughs> um, uh, but having lipstick that's combat ready would just be a way of saying, you know, she was just, she was a killer. You know, like, she, not not like a literal killer, but like, killed people. this is an amazing lipstick. woman, you know, like, her lips, <laughs> and her lipstick was combat ready. But when you're talking mm-hmm. about 
River Song. <laughs> your lipstick. She has literally killed people with her lipstick. <laughs> literally killed them with poisonous lipstick. And you used hallucinogenic lipstick. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, yeah. You, you can't fool this. me. Your tricks don't work on me, Professor Song. Um, so she literally, her com her, her her lipstick literally is combat ready. Um I did I did ask you guys this, but I wanted to get it on the record. When you heard that the author's name was Melody Malone. Did it not did immediately not, no. ring all of the no. bells? No, I, I totally forgot the I fact. Think, I think it was so quick. He just glossed right over it, and he stressed yeah. Malone. But then they even showed the cover, and that was so definitely River Song yeah, that was on the cover. For you to say. When I, I saw, know, when I, I saw the hat, I was like, "Did you? Did you think that the so first time you watched?" Oh, it? of course not. I didn't remember. I've been fooled by all of it. I've, I was fooled by uh, Baby Melody and by Mel's and by the girl in the astronaut so suit see, and all of that. Now you can't make fun of us. I'm not making fun of and you. We I'm actually you. got all. Of, I got all of that. No, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm asking. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm asking. Did y'all catch it? Because I didn't. That's what I'm saying. Is it's one of these things that it's like in hindsight, it's like you yeah, duh, duh. If you have a character named Melody involved in a story with Amy and Rory, like, duh, it's, it's going to be her. But um, it was just such a glossed over line. He said it so fast uh, that that uh, you could get away with I it. I just so. kind of thought that we were already kind of done with River. Like, we weren't really going to see yeah, her anymore. That was, that was like, yeah. so, so like when she, you know, had was talking to Rory with her hat over her face and then lifted up her hat so you could see her face. I already knew it at that point. Yeah, because you could see the hair, right? Mm -hmm. Even crazy hair. Well, how did you know? I don't know. Okay. I just knew. When she looked up, when she looked up, well, there's like a a .05 seconds where she's on screen before you see her face. So if you got it in that, congratulations. But when she lifted up her head and you could see her face, I looked at y'all and I was like, ah, (laughs) it's River. I'm just always excited when River shows back up. Um, so yeah, uh, she like we said, she's been pardoned because the person she killed never existed. So um, she says, by the way, it's Professor Song to you now, Doctor. Because you know we saw that happen last time. But um, she's no longer in Stormcage. So that whole uh, that subplot whole of the Doctor happened. going and getting her in the evenings and that kind of thing—that's all—that's all done. Never with. happened. <laughs> it seems like she was well, in there for a while. Yeah, she was definitely there for for a good long while. Um, she, oh man. So we get, (laughs) she just left all the time. We get some foreshadowing that, um, you guys, by the way, you guys knew going into this episode. Sorry, let me rephrase. You guys didn't know going into this episode, this was their last episode, right? No. No. Yes. (laughs) Jason, I did it. (laughs) I've been working so hard. Um, I knew it was soon. I thought it wasn't going to be the mid-season finale. I thought something big is going to happen here. Right. And I was even teasing it with like, what do you guys think? Do you think they're coming back next Mm -hmm. season? And you're like, yeah, they're definitely coming back next season. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? We were right. (laughs) No, you were, but it's, it's, it's a weird season because it's, it's got this mid-season break. Hey, right? I don't think they're coming back. As, <laughs> as Corbin said, it, Corbin back. goes, wait a minute, the next episode is a Christmas episode? Yeah, because this mm-hmm. is the mid-season finale in, in the end of September. Uh, then there's uh, The Snowman is the Christmas episode. And then we don't have an episode again for like several months. So um, we have a hint that something... We, we've been getting hints, right? The doctor's been distancing himself from them. There was kind of this push and pull of like the, the, the distance, uh, excuse me, the, the gaps getting longer between visits. And remember, we discovered, just left. 
that the yeah remember we discovered that the gaps were getting longer for the pawns but for the doctor it was stretching out for years remember we, we talked about that last time and here we have river saying uh when one is married to an ageless god who insists on the face of a 12 year old nice jab at matt smith one does one's best to hide the damage and she said uh the doctor says it must hurt and she said yes and the wrist is pretty bad too and you guys oh, like, oh got him <clears throat> Then there was there there was the bit later where River tells Amy, "Don't ever let him see the damage, and uh, don't ever let him see you age. He hates goodbyes, right?" Oh, and then they so, die that episode. That's what I'm saying. This was this was foreshadowing. We've been leading up to this, right? The doctor said during this episode. Remember, he tore out the last page. Why? I hate endings. Like endings. I hate endings. So that that I always do that. I hate endings. Yeah, I hate endings, and I wrote in my notes under who is the doctor, me too, doctor, me too. I hate finales of shows and, and final episodes of companions where, and things. If you rip out the last page, <coughs> like some books will have that is not actually a part of the book. Yeah, just like, a blank page or it's like this afterward one. or something. Yeah, um, or like a note from the author, right, like right. other books in the series. Like how does he know that's the last <laughs> It's figurative. Um, so at any rate, she she's telling Amy, you know, like don't ever let him let on to him that you're aging. And remember, we had a hint at that earlier where the doctor said, why do you have little lines, uh, you know, in your eyes or whatever? Because he, he put on reading glasses. So apparently the doctor needs reading glasses now. And he's like, like what's with all have- the lines in your eyes? And then he's like, oh, those are just there. <laughs> he thought it was part of the glasses. Or something. And Rory's turned around. Do, do, do I have lines in my eyes? Uh, he's like, no, I no. didn't notice them. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go get coffee. I mean, now. I noticed that they weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Who wants coffee? I do. Me too. Great. I'll get some. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> Rory. <laughs> leaving the situation. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot, of, a lot of hinting and leading up to. And then finally, we have the uh, river being invited to travel along with the doctor. She's at a storm cage. She's a free woman now. She could travel with him. And she says anytime, but not all the time, basically. That's a paraphrase. <laughs> I'll limit um, it to one psychopath. <laughs> one psychopath per TARDIS. I thought that was that was a great uh, limit to impose on on such a device it's as a TARDIS. a good thing, yeah. actually. But, uh. but it was it was definitely interesting that... Uh, and, oh, and she also tells the doctor, uh, don't travel alone. And so does Amy. Uh, so, so that, that brings us down to the doctor. Um, we already talked about him hating endings. Um, he, I love the bit with, uh, uh, he was reading the book, right? And Amy says, where did you get that book? And he says, I don't know. It was in my pocket. She says, how did that book end up in your pocket? This is after they discovered that the book is about them. How did that book end up in your pocket? He says, how does anything up into there? <laughs> I've stopped asking. <laughs> like he doesn't even know what's in his coat pockets. Um, <laughs> Cause they're big on the inside. That's right. I forgot about that one. And, uh, so, so again, lastly, uh, we, we already talked about, uh, him erasing himself, but Amy and River both told him don't travel alone and don't be alone for, for too long. So. That was that was um, that that recurring theme that we've seen with multiple doctors now. Uh, don't don't travel alone. So, can we talk about saying goodbye to the ponds? It sucked. Oh God, it's terrible. <laughs> so do you. So bad. So face. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you go first, so I can. I thought prove you wrong. This was really dumb. And really disappointing way for them to go out. Because, like, why? Every other companion so far, there's been, like, a legitimate reason. Really? What? Like, 
Well, transported what? to another dimension. Okay, yeah, died. died brutally. What do you mean? <laughs> One was transported to another dimension. So like, there's this physical <clears throat> boundary. One uh, just straight right? up left. Honestly, I prefer Martha's over all of them because she decided to just leave, and that keeps things simple. Okay. On all fronts. They, Amy decided to leave as well. Yeah. Okay. But a- Amy okay. and Rory. Tragically, though. Amy and Rory leaving is dumb. Like, <laughs> you can't just keep saying that. You gotta like, explain. You gotta why defend. Why can't the doctor go back and get Vin? Because like, it's a fixed oh, point. It's okay, a fixed point. Because, go back on our own. because the thing. it was already screwed up. Remember, they bounced off of it. He had to like do some wibbly wobbly stuff just to get there in the first place. And then while they were there, they screwed it up so much more by creating a paradox that it is so jacked up there. Now, remember, remember the Cardiff rift? There was, a, there was a spot where so much wibbly-wobbly crap had happened that there was like a rift in Cardiff in the time-space continuum or whatever yeah. that they would occasionally park and you know refuel the TARDIS or whatever. So you can break stuff, and that's what they did. They created a paradox if it's so that screwed broke up stuff. There, if it's so screwed up there, then <clears throat> how were Rory and Amy able to be transported back to there? If they were if, in if that If it's so messed line. up that literally nothing can travel back in time to that point, how did they get there? Yeah. We don't, but we don't know where they ended up. Well, the thought is they ended up in in New York. New York. They died in New York at that time. Yeah. So, and even if all of that is true, the Doctor can go back like before the anomalies, before they show up, and, and wait around wait. until eventually they get there. And then he can That's grab true. them and be like, "All right, now back on our way." But they read it. Well, so yeah, it would and cause part of another paradox. yeah, part of it is it's on the tombstones. But the point they of causing it. the paradox in the first place was to get rid of this farmhouse that they made, and but clearly that didn't work because there was still angels there. There was one still angels where one dying angel. There was one angel left not in 1938. Back. The angel that zapped them back wasn't in 1938. It was in 2012 New York where they started out. And remember the doctor said it was one, it was like a lone survivor that made it out somehow. Well, if they made the paradox, then that gets rid of all the other temporal anomalies happening anyways, doesn't it? Because now none of that happened because of this I paradox. guess it's a, it's a compounding effect is the idea. Yes, but then had it- You've made things so jacked up that I can't go in there. And it's not just that the TARDIS physically can't get in there like it when it bounced off in 1938. Yeah. It's also, if he goes back there, things are already so messed up. What, <laughs> do you remember, you remember the line, um, you can't, you know, you can't change things or whatever. And, and the doctor says, you know, yes, I can. And somebody said, well, to be fair, it did end the universe. Or whatever. Remember, yeah. we had that whole thing with the Big Bang 2 and everything because things got changed. We had the whole uh, thing with uh, the Impossible Astronaut, you know, that creating a, a, a parallel universe thing where all time was happening all at the same time. You can break stuff. And what the doctor is saying is, if you go back there, I can't come back there because it will break stuff. But they've already broken stuff. Right. They broke they can't a break time loop that caused a paradox. So in this episode, they've already said... If we go back in time and break something, it's going to cause a paradox, which, what, makes it harder to go back in time there? So but again, then for how long does it last during that duration? Because they you're clearly looking, made it back into Manhattan at If some you're point. looking for exact, linear, logical, it all makes sense with a nice bow on it, 
You're never going to find that in Doctor <laughs> Who. You're never going to find it in, huh? Botan. Wow. That was a reach. Uh, uh, what do you you're, mean? You're never going to find that in any time travel movie. You can't ever, you can't ever get it all to line up perfectly and make sense. So what you have to remember is we're, we're experiencing a story and a story is not, does it make sense? Is it plausible and logical? And would it all happen that way? Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. This is the time where it did. So does it all, does it all make sense? No, but this is the time where that's the way it happened. But does any yeah. of this make sense? The thing is, though, if they didn't want it to not make sense, they could have gone the route they normally do, which is making it for, like, so with Rose, they can't get to that universe. It's not a problem of time. It's a problem of space. And since time is always right, confusing. Right. But, but here, listen to what you're saying, because they've already been to that universe. They've been there and back multiple times. And for whatever reason, the writers decided now the walls are shut. And what happened a couple of years later? They went back. Rose came back across anyway. Uh, Mickey came back across anyway. Jackie came back, back across anyway. Some of them went back, back across and ended up back over there. The Metacrisis Doctor went over there. So the rules just get changed as the plot needs to be. And again, you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Here's the thing. I think this is amazing. Um, So far, this is my favorite companion exit that we've seen in New Who. I think it was a good, happy, I mean, like it was kind of sad because like they had to leave the doctor. But like Amy and Rory has always been a thing. And they were talking about leaving the doctor and like. if, If they were going to leave and they were talking about it. They should have just left. They shouldn't have tried to make this complicated way to explain why they can't go back. They should have gone the Martha route and said they don't want to go the back. Doctor, the doctor would have always doctor, come back. That's right. The no doctor matter kept what. He was trying, already showing that he was distancing himself. He was, but then but he would he go would, back on it. Remember, he remember he left them. He left them. Straight up left them. And then he came and back. And then just came back. He and left Mar- Martha. He's proven he can Leave someone. Yeah, but his relationship with Amy has never been the the the, the relationship that Tennant had with Martha. It's always been a deeper relationship between Eleven and Amy. I would say always. it's probably kind of worse though, because they were clearly separating even when Amy and Rory still wanted to go on adventures with him. Because like the time was getting farther and farther apart, but they had never said we don't want to go on adventures with you. Mm. And that effect well, was still happening. But they kept talking about it though. And that's the thing, the, the whole, everything from him dropping them off at their house with the, with his, Rory's dream car, everything from there until now has been leading up to this point. It's been the constant battle of, we can't give up the doctor. That's what Brian said. The doctor can't give up. The doctor them. can't give up them. Brian said, hey, go out there and do what you can while you can. Who else gets that chance? Save every world that you can. Who else ever gets the chance to do that? Right. And so while all that is, uh, is, is evolving over time, n- neither side could ever let the other one go. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we had to put up a dimensional rift or a time barrier or we had to do something to, to definitively it. end the story. Here's why I love it, okay? Yes, there's plot holes. Fine. That's every stinking episode of Doctor Who. Oh. We love it anyway. Here's, here's my thing about the pawns. We talked for a long, long time about the relationship. We started with like this triangle, right? Of the Dr. Amy and Rory. And there was like, Amy was 
going after the doctor on the, you know, the night before her wedding. And then, you know, uh, you know, the doctor popping out of Rory's bachelor cake, you know, and all these (laughs) kinds of things. And then we reached a point where we all said it's Amy and Rory. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were steps along the way. There was, there was, you know, uh, vampires of Venice, him going along with them was, was a bit of a turning point. And then, um, the, the, the 2000 year old centurion, that was huge. We had the whole big blow up about, you waited for me outside of a box. That's nothing compared to giving you up. You know, so, so like we, we, we had the definitive. We always knew Rory was, was just head over heels for Amy. And we, we kept saying, does Amy reciprocate? And we found out that she absolutely does. She just has a weird way of showing it. Right. And, and yeah, um, all these kinds of things. And so we, we saw them as kids. We saw them as, as high schoolers. We saw them, um, you know, we, we've seen them as a married couple pregnant with a baby in a dream world. We've seen so many different parts of their lives and we've been solidifying their relationship. And it finally came down to on multiple occasions over the last couple of episodes, it's Amy and Rory. It's Amy and Rory in the TARDIS or it's Amy and Rory somewhere else, but it's always Amy and Rory. And the doctor is an addition to Amy and Rory. Rory is no longer an addition to Amy and the doctor, right? Now, granted, the doctor's relationship with Amy just is not even on the same plane as the doctor's relationship with Rory. He loves Rory, but mm-hmm. he's got a special connection with Amy. This, your face is the first face this face saw, right? There's that whole thing. But the two of them coming together and watching their relationship as it evolves and, and develops, and they, they, they go through these incredibly difficult times and um, traumatic things and come out the other side only stronger every single time to the point where we've now watched them twice willing to die in each other's arms. You remember, uh, they were waiting for the doctor to get back from trying to rescue Oswin. And Rory says, how long do we wait? And Amy looks him in the eyes and says, the rest of our lives. Mm. Right? We're not, we're not leaving without him. I'm not leaving without you. It's, it's me and you for the rest of our lives. Right? And then they're standing on the rooftop and it's basically the same thing. They spent the rest of their lives falling to the street, as you guys said, in, in bad slow motion with bad green screen in your minds. I thought that was, I thought that scene was beautiful personally. Um, but in the end, a tragedy happens and Rory gets sucked back. Now here's the thing. That's what happened. Okay. So let's take it from that's what happened. Forget about production Mm -hmm. level. That's what happened. What could Amy do? Well, she couldn't stay with the doctor. If that happened. Yeah. She has to go back. Right. But what if and, that didn't happen? Yeah. What if instead, we've already proven in this episode how much they love each other. They're willing to right. die together. Right. So why do we have to do it again? Why does he have to get sucked back? They could have stayed with him and decided, you know what, maybe this isn't for us. Because here's, here's why. Here's why. <clears throat> this was the final time where Amy had to choose between Rory and the doctor. Yeah. This was the final choice. We've seen her have to make this choice before, and we've seen her choose the doctor before. Yeah. Early, early on, she chose the doctor, and now it is down to and and the doctor Ooh. is begging and pleading, and 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 it's it's kind of interesting because in a way it's like he doesn't even care about Rory. Rivers like doctor, shut up. This is what she has to do. This is the right thing. Go, mom, go. Mm-hmm. You know, the doctor's like, get in the TARDIS. We'll figure something out even though he knows there's nothing to figure out I, because he, te- he, he tips his hand. He tells her, I'll never be able to see you again. And notice what he says. I'll never be able to see you, you again. 
He doesn't say y'all. Yeah, the y'all two guys, of you. Yeah, he you doesn't say. Rory. Yeah, he doesn't say if you stay with me, you'll never get to see Rory again. But you'll have yeah. me. He says if you go back there with Rory, I will never get to see you again. I will never be able to to to, to see you again. And he's had this happen before with Rose, right? He had mm-hmm. that same kind of thing happen. Um, so he thought. And so Amy has to choose. And when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, there's no choice at all. It's automatic for her. It's instinct for her. It's just like breathing. She's going to go be with Rory. And in the end, the gravestone is Rory and Amy. Wow. You're wrong. I'm right. They could This have, episode is awesome. They could have had the same effect <laughs> without having to have Rory go back in time. Maybe they could have made it like he got disabled in some way. And now he has to stay. And Amy could have, like, he has what's to stay at the house. What's the problem with going back house. in time? I don't see what's the problem with that. He doesn't like the... There's enough... I think there's too many plot holes with that. Yeah. It just doesn't work. But they could have made it that Amy decided some something debilitating happens to Rory <laughs> so that he has to stay yeah. at their you house. And they could have said, Amy, do you want to go with the doctor or do you want to stay right. with Rory? And they right. could have had the same effect. Yeah. So wouldn't be as powerful. I, I don't. I don't, I don't I think, think the bad think, part is. I think oh, that, that Amy the number and Rory of, are together. If you think about it, Amy has encountered a ridiculously old version of Rory multiple times. Mm-hmm. Rory has encountered a old slightly Amy. older version of Amy once. Yeah, just the one time. Just, yeah, just the girl just who waited. Their lives have been so wibbly wobbly. But they, this, this, they don't care. To me, this is how it had to go. It, 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 to me, it only makes sense for them to get zapped back in time in some way that the doctor can't reach them and they, for whatever goofball reason, lived out their lives in 1940s, 1930s and 40s New York. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's perfect to me. It's so. still odd though because any other companion would have found a way to get back to the doctor. Not really. Um, I don't think so. Like, I mean, Rose didn't. No, Rose did. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Every other Rose absolutely did. Has that's true. I mean, Sarah Jane Smith did it the same way that Martha Donna did it. Rose traveled across, you know, the void to get to her. Martha found a way to message him. Yeah. So, at any rate, I don't know. Um, I think I think it's a great ending. I think, um, and I'm gonna (laughs) and I'm gonna say this. I was looking around the room. And everybody was a little bit emotional during that scene. I don't care how many plot holes you want to say there were. It was affecting. Well, I can't say it wasn't sad, but it was I can say it was tragic. Kind of dumb. It was tragic. <laughs> it was sad how dumb it was. Anyways, <laughs> I thought it was great. Guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do. Head on over to patreon.com slash noobs and the Hoovian and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, that brings us down to our Classic Who connection. We're going to check in with what Jared has to tell us about Classic Who connections for The Angels Take Manhattan. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who connections for The Angels Take Manhattan. 
another Weeping Angels installment in the saga. And uh, for the most part, the Weeping Angels episodes don't really have a lot of classic Who connections. And this one's no different. Uh, you know, this is a totally, the Angels are a totally new Who thing. And so uh, there's just a few things here. And, and one uh Maybe seems like a loose connection, but I think it's something that's interesting to think about. So uh, we've, we've just got three bullet points here to talk about. So there used to be regular environmental checks before the doctor and his companions left the TARDIS. Every time they landed, we had a, a, a little discussion about an environmental check in this episode. Uh, but they used to do it all the time. And I think that was remnant from when they wanted to be like an educational program and uh, talking about, uh, you know, is the atmosphere safe and things. But uh, come on, who wants to see the TARDIS land and say, oh, the atmosphere is not great. I guess we can't get out. You know, that wouldn't make for a great episode. And I think eventually they realized, you know what, wherever they go, they're going to get out because we want to see what's on the outside of the TARDIS. I mean, I guess they could have had suits and stuff, but maybe it was a cost-saving thing never to use the suits because I don't remember way back in Classic Who early on when they were doing those environmental checks ever using suits. So anyway, uh, just wanted to bring up that they did actually read sensors on the TARDIS about the environment before they got out of the TARDIS early on. So now when the TARDIS was trying to land in 1938, New York, uh, the TARDIS bounced off 1938 and it made a sound that was also heard when the TARDIS malfunctioned in the serial Spearhead from Space. So same sound. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for pointing that out because uh, that's not something that I probably would have pulled together. Uh, I, I may be a, a bit of a Doctor Who geek, but that is some uber geekiness that is beyond even my level. So thank you for others being out there compiling this sort of information. So finally, again, I, I have to uh, credit the TARDIS Wikia for bringing my attention to this. Uh, uh, but I, I think this last point has brings up an interesting discussion. So let's talk about the sixth Doctor for a second. His first serial, this is the called The Twin Dilemma, and this is his, you know, he, he's regenerated uh, at the start of this, and here we've got the sixth Doctor. So we've got a new Doctor that we're learning about, and in the middle of that serial, he runs into his, an old friend and uh, fellow Time Lord, Asmail. And so Asmail and the Doctor are going up against this bad guy named Mestor. Mestor is a giant cockroach-looking thing. So Mestor has this ability to leave his body and possess the mind of others. So but he leaves his body behind, but his mind and consciousness goes into another body. So the doctor tries to kill Mestor, but he is able to use his mind to put up like a force field. Well, then the Mestor uh, inhabits Asmael's mind. And the doctor, he, the Asmael instructs the doctor to destroy Mestor while his body is unguarded. So he throws a bottle of acid on Mestor, and Mestor turns from a giant cockroach-looking thing to a giant gray oozing thing. Uh, and so he, but his consciousness is still living on in Asmael. So Asmael forces a regeneration. In essence, 
killing himself and Mestor because he was already in his 13th incarnation. So, okay, we've got, so that's the, the last incarnation, you know, that's been established. That's the last incarnation for a Time Lord, the 13th incarnation. So, Asmael has killed himself. He gets to say goodbye to the doctor because he forces this regeneration. Now, why do we bring this up? We bring this up because the doctor just conjures up this regeneration power to heal River. Now we've seen we saw River conjure up regeneration power to heal the doctor and that uh, got rid of all her regeneration power. But I think it's interesting to note that even with no more regenerations possible, Asmael still has regeneration power. He, he can still start the process. He can still make it happen. And what's also more interesting is River says that's a silly waste of regeneration power or something like that. Well, if they can just kind of conjure it up at any time, how is that a waste? So I, this is maybe not so much a classic Who connection, but maybe more looking at uh, the looking maybe more looking back to Classic Who to see how they've defined certain things, to see how it, it fits in with what they're saying here. Uh, I mean, is this a loophole? Is, is this a parent, you know, going against something that's going against a retcon? I don't really know. This is kind of a small thing. But I think it's interesting to see what they've done with this regeneration power and how, uh, you know, it's interesting that according to this serial, at least, The Twin Dilemma, that a doctor doesn't just die if he goes of old age or maybe has the choice to stop his existence by f triggering another regeneration but then regenerating into nothing uh, and so that was kind of weird for them to choose there and so maybe maybe they're just ignoring it in New Who and saying well, that was weird that didn't quite work I don't know it's up for you guys to uh, uh, think but it, apparently a time lord can just conjure up the regeneration energy at any time um, so, and use it at will. And I, I guess, you know, how do you, how do you use up regeneration energy? Uh, like, especially, I don't know. That's enough of that. Uh, so anyway, just thought it was an interesting thing to, to uh, think about. And, uh, because this one's coming in after the noobs and the Whovian have recorded, probably won't get to discuss it much, but, uh, there it is putting it out there for, uh, those that are listening to ponder. All right. Uh, that all that's left then is to give it my rating and I and, and weeping angels are usually a 10. I'm gonna give this one a 9.75. Uh, it, it was wonderful episode. I mean, I still loved it uh, as I do all the weeping angels, but it just wasn't quite the same level uh, for me. Uh, and I have nothing specific to give it. I mean, it's only 0.25, but uh, still, it's not as good as the other ones that they've, that they've done so far. So 9.5 out of 10, creepy baby weeping angels. Oh, no, I'll never look at a statue of a cherub or anything like that. It's the same again. Anyway, uh, and for the creep levels, maybe I'm getting somewhat immune to the weeping angels, but this one didn't creep me out quite as much as the others either. So 400 out of 500 creep levels. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. Thanks, Jared. Uh, that brings us down to our overall impressions. Corbin, give us your wrong score. Uh -oh. Well, <laughs> I, I'm probably going to have to rate this one kind of low because 
This is an episode because you like, don't understand television. Because I'm gonna punch you. This is you an in episode that when you boil you no, it down, you have, you have no taste. And... Shut up. <laughs> when when you boil this episode down, not a whole lot happened because it was all leading up to that moment at the end, which as what I've even... gone over very well. This now, is the third episode. I, like in I don't like know the last what you're talking about. You said about. nothing happened. It, whatever. I don't. So care. much. It's happened. my opinion. So. <laughs> I, I'm gonna we have found to say, a book that told the future. Okay, like, no, like we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna do the march through the episode again. Like like Corbin did when you boil it down, yeah, everything mm-hmm. is leading up to this moment at the end, right? Which the I best didn't moment like. in the entire part. Like well, nothing no, you can say will convince me that moment what, was good. What he's saying is he doesn't like that moment, and this whole episode was all about that moment. <laughs> so for him, that so makes the episode, the episode no, that's valid. That, <laughs> that is perfectly valid. So, all right. So what's your out of ten? Six out of ten. I I don't even know statues of liberty. (laughs) Walking statues of liberty. All right, uh, trippers. Um, I mean, it was a good like a good episode. Yeah. I don't know if this was a good like season finale. Really, like. I mean, it wasn't a season finale. It was like a mid-season finale. Kind of but is. But I'm like, I'm not sure if it's a good I, ending. Like, I feel like that would be a good ending to a show, but I'm not, not a show, like an episode, but yeah, <clears throat> not a good ending to a season, really. Okay. Like, I just don't see, like, we didn't resolve anything yet in the season, well, and we didn't, really, we didn't uh, well, no, because the only overarching thing that we had this season, like instead of having the question and the silence mm-hmm. or the impossible astronaut, instead of having that, we had the question of Amy and Rory mm-hmm. and, the, and they're traveling with the, tar- with the doctor and the TARDIS. Which I just did feel like yeah. it didn't feel like a lot, but it okay. wasn't a bad episode. Okay. So, so I'm going to give this um, a nine out of 10. Uh, I I really don't know. Awesome. Uh, Just I love it when you hedge so much where you're like, I don't know if this is great. I don't know if it was amazing. And this this was kind of weak and it Still wasn't so good. good but um, I'm going to give it nine out of ten. I'm like, what? This is a what? perfect 11 what? out you, of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to give it nine out of ten raggedy doctors. Um, by the way, I love that. I love that parting line where she's raggedy man. Goodbye. Um. Yeah, I was tearing up. It was good stuff. Um, like I said, I've already I've already oh, told you yeah, how I feel about definitely. this. I've been waiting for this for two and a half seasons now. Um, you know, like ever since we watched the eleventh hour the first time together, um, I knew this is where we were going. Mm-hmm. And I knew, you know, and I and I I would talk about, you know, watch Rory's arc, you know, and how he went from being, you know, the 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 scared almost companion to uh, the the centurion. Companion. You know, who stands up to the Cybermen and says, shall I repeat the question while ships explode behind him and all this kind of stuff. Um, And all that then, you know, using this weird half of a season. And this this is this is it is weird because this is season seven. And when we get back, it's still called season seven. And I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, this is season seven. And for whatever reason, it was only five episodes long or six or however, how, how many episodes was it? I don't know. You could have thrown in a couple of random adventures in between there to grow the plot and just called it a season. I, well, no, that, and, and again, I don't, rem- I don't know. And I, ne- I never did do the research. 
at the production level why it's broken up the way that it is. But you have um, you have companions leaving. These are long term, two and a half seasons mm-hmm. that we've had Amy and Rory. Mm-hmm. Two and a half seasons. We've not hung out with any other companions for this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been around this whole time and now they're gone at the you know mid-season finale, quote unquote. And when we get back for next season, our, well, yeah, to yeah. me, it's like season eight, <laughs> really. Um, and it's, and it's the remaining, whatever, seven episodes or eight episodes or whatever it is. And you're going to see, it's going to feel a like show. a different season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still the 11th doctor. It's still Stephen Moffat. It's not like a, like the shift to the 13th doctor or something like that, or the shift to the 11th doctor was, it's not going to be that big, but it's a big shift going into season uh, 7.5 or whatever, season 702. Um, and so to, to, for me, um, I don't know why they did that at a production level. I almost feel like this season, this half of the season, is Amy and Rory's David Tennant specials. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. David Tennant got three full 13-episode seasons, Christmas specials in between. Then he got these five... Four or five, was it four? It's like four or five four, I think random four. episodes that were not part of a season that it took a full year to air. If you remember, there was like the Easter special and then the autumn special and, you know, the Thanksgiving special, they you know, and all really this kind of stuff. It yeah, yeah, it was like, I mean, in, in all actuality, that was season five, but it was only five episodes long. This is the same way, in my opinion. It's but like it wasn't we went drawn out. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was it didn't like take actual. a whole year, but it kind of did because you got them all like boom, 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 five weeks. But then there's this big, there's break big break with a Christmas special in the middle. There's a Christmas special in the middle of this season, which so are usually like non-canonical. I mean, not non-canonical, but they don't influence the main storyline. Yeah. It's like if you skip it's that, off to you the don't side. Yeah, miss anything really. Right. Like the way that I missed the, the doctor, the widow and the wardrobe, mm-hmm. you know, I missed that and it, and I didn't even notice that I missed it. Um, so that's the thing is um, th- when we get into next season, it is a whole new ball game. It's a whole new thing. And um, I thought that this was a great five, six story arc, depending on if you count the, the tail end of the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe as mm-hmm. the first part of reestablishing that Amy and Rory are coming back. Um, I loved it. So at any rate, um, I gave it nine Ooh. out of ten raggedy doctors. What about the the creep levels? Any, anything to say about creep levels, Corbin? What do you got? I was... Just, I'm going to say a hundred. Like, I don't feel like they tried to be as creepy. The Except little, the one angel. The little babies was really <laughs> creepy at first. But. And then the one angel with uh, like the weird scratches and all rusted up. And yeah, that one and was. Stuff. That was. Unnerving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh yeah, the one that he like tortured or whatever. Yeah. Chained I don't, up. I feel like they didn't try to be as creepy. This wasn't yeah. an episode as much like about with the, the weeping all angels, decaying really. yeah. weeping angels. And the weeping stuff. angels were all, almost incidental to the Amy Rory story. Yeah, um, it was useful for explaining why they were moving through time and whatnot. But right, that's about it. And also, um, interestingly, uh, we we noticed this is the second time that Amy has encountered the angels. But it took us a while to remember, oh, wait, Rory never did. Rory wasn't yeah. on that sh- that yeah. episode. He wasn't there for why that. why he's freaking in. Yeah. So, like, when he gets locked in the basement with the cherubs, he doesn't know what's going on. Um, so, After that was pretty interesting. After he's been zapped so, back in time. Yeah, he's right? been zapped back in time. Like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you give us your your creep factor? Yeah, just 100. Okay. I'm going to give it 225. 
um, oh, because okay, there is, I, well, again, I'm, you know, I usually go higher because I'm looking at it from the, the little kid perspective. He watched it. I don't think he would. He did. He did fine, but he's yeah. getting older. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, the Statue of Liberty. Breaking news. That was, was horrifying. That was twice. <laughs> and, um, it was the same picture both times though. It was like the uh, yeah, same really exact was. shot. Yeah, nobody noticed it coming out of, you know, across the bay and down the street twice yeah. um, in here within a, a couple of days. Thump, but no, sploosh, sploosh. <laughs> it walks through the water. Sploosh, sploosh. No, it um, just teleported across that part. So that and yeah. like you said with the, uh, the the tortured angel, there was, some, there was some creepy stuff. So 225, so not even halfway to 500. But mm-hmm. uh, Trip, what are you going to give it? Um, I don't know. Like, I think you hit all my points. The, yep. Definitely the babies, though. That gets a good 100 right there. <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm going to say 165, I guess. 165? Okay. So again, fairly low, which again, which again, tells us about seeing the angels over and over again. They're not as scary as they were during the book. They just aren't. I'm pretty sure the first time we did it, it was like, for me, it was 500, I'm pretty sure. The first time we saw it. Now, I'll say they handled it differently in this episode. They did. They did. I'll say this. If If you go back and watch Blink, you will be just as terrified as you were the first time. Mm -hmm. It does not, it, it doesn't water them down that you've seen him so many times to go back and watch that first one because that one was done so well. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so theories. Um, Trip. last time you said Amy's going to die. Uh, <laughs> that was your theory. We was... were like, yeah, we were like, we're going to just skip over theories. And you're like, nope, I've got a theory. Amy's going to die. <laughs> so, um, is... I was so joking Have about that. Have spoilers? <laughs> and by the way, that was another time where I was like, <laughs> bite my tongue stab stab a fork into my thigh shut up shut up shut up um so good good call even though you were just kidding so do you so guys have do you guys there. have any um any theories anything that you want to throw out there about season 7.5 i bet you we're going to meet another maybe companion next episode that then is going to die right at the very end. <laughs> yeah that's for so the christmas true, special yeah. yeah okay so so we've got <laughs> tragic loss of companions and then, abandonment by river and both of those people saying don't travel alone so all right so i gotta put this in uh so first of all uh he was trip was right yeah. good job on yeah. on calling uh, stupidly like yeah, i didn't even mean to do that even though he was joking uh but we're gonna put uh, so for corbin you say what now we're gonna meet a fake so out companion in uh the snowman yeah uh the doctor We'll meet a fake out companion. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like it. You know, one of, of the companions the Christmas, of all the Christmas specials. Every single one has had one. Has had a person like that, and the only one that um, hasn't died. Not has every been, one of them. Most. Of a them. lot of them, though. And the only one who hasn't died was the jerk. What was her name? Lady Christina D'Souza. No. What? No. The one that came back. Donna. Yeah, the one <laughs> the that <jerk>. always. <laughs> By that, I meant the one that always plays a jerk. She wasn't okay. a jerk. Christina D'Souza didn't die, though. Whatever. Was okay. that a Christmas special? I feel like... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't a Christmas special. I feel like this is a good track record here. Sorry. All right, so he will meet a fake-out companion who will... Then die. Die, die by the end of the episode, you say. Yeah. Probably, Probably uh, completely by the needlessly. Yes, yes. Who will... Okay, who will... Uh, I'm going to jump in front of this thing. <laughs> who will needlessly die by... <laughs> by in the, the doctor's the arm. Mm-hmm. All right, in the in the doctor's arm. Mm-hmm. All right, so no, don't put that under my trip. Theory. Says in the doctor's arms. <laughs> so oddly specific. Like she's That's gonna funny. fall to the ground, and he's gonna be like, 
No. Don't you die on me. All right. So uh, no, no listener input this week. Um, We did have a little bit of fun on Twitter while we were doing the live thing Mm -hmm. last time. I actually did do some tweeting on our noobs and noobs hooving account. Um, So, you know, those that were watching can, can feel free. I wish that there was a way to go back and replay it so that you didn't have to be doing it live and like watch their feeds or something. I don't know. But, um, so guys, again, keep an eye out for hashtag doctor who lockdown. Um, I don't know what the next one is going to be. So you're just gonna have to, uh, keep an eye out in your news feeds and your Twitter feeds for that. Uh, so the game plan is next week we continue, uh, on our journey here through season, uh, seven's weirdness with the episode, uh, the snowman, which it was the 2012 Christmas special. And, um, let's see anything, uh, beyond that. I think after that, are we just back into normal? I don't know. I am wrong. What? Next week, we are taking a, a uh, Classic Who Rewind break. Oh, I forgot really? about that. Oh. I completely forgot. So I'm oh, glad that okay. I said that. <laughs> so, this is totally forget what I just said. Uh, the next episode is, wait a minute, what did I say in the last episode? Oh, no. Have um, I not prepared everyone for this? Uh-oh. Should we, should we bump that? I did. Can we bump that to after the snowman? All right. So uh, we we did a little bit of checking here. I know that I mentioned the Fifth Doctor Classic Who Rewind, uh, but I can't remember when I did. So apparently it's been a while. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pivot. So next week we will, in fact, cover the 2012 Christmas special, The Snowman. The following week we will cover the Fifth Doctor Rewind episode, Caves of Androzani. So... For next week, watch The Snowmen, the Christmas special, and then we'll do The Fifth Doctor, and then we'll be on into the second half of Season 7. I told you Season season 7 is weird. I told you it's weird. Mm, So we got this Christmas special in the middle of it, and it's messing my schedule up. So I think the Christmas specials, aren't those different things? too they're like not on prime everything yeah 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 exactly so So. um and so if you've got the dvds which we currently do it's actually in there in the middle of the dvds uh so it actually as far as the dvds sits as part of the middle of the season um so and then in a few a few episodes we're out of dvds guys (laughs) so we're we're gonna have to come up with we're gonna have to buy it on Amazon Prime or buy some DVDs on Amazon and have them shipped or something. So um, I hope you guys out there are doing okay with watching all this stuff. Um, Amazon Prime did make uh, the 11th hour free for one day only for the rewatch thing. So maybe that kind of thing will happen again um, as we move forward. So keep an eye out for that. So at any rate, guys, as always, uh, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I am Tripp. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connections. And shout outs to Victor and Jared for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian or Twitter.com slash Noobs And you can email us at Noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash Noobs in the Whovian. You can find all these links including and more including the show notes over at Noobs in the Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, uh, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip.